This is Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. This season, five guests join us virtually to discuss all things adaptable planning. From communication professionals to business leaders, this team of experts has a lot to say about communicating and making changes along the way. Doesn't matter if you're a college student, a seasoned PR professional, or a business leader who's looking to step up their communication game, there is something that you can learn on this season of Off the Rock, On the Record. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. This season, we're joined by several guests virtually to discuss a number of topics related to what we're calling adaptive planning. And really, there is nothing that needs to be more adaptable than your company's culture handbook, because client morale and employee sentiment can change really on a dime. So I'm joined by Brittany, who is a a proverbial ray of sunshine in our office. She is an awesome member of the team and a great person to have around. And so it really made sense that she would be able to talk through this topic with us. So I'll let her introduce herself. Hi everyone, I'm Brittany Mizell. I'm an account assistant here at Obsidian. Wonderful, well, we're so happy to have you here, Brittany. Um, And like I said, this season we're talking about adaptable planning and really nothing should be more adaptable than your company culture. Um, As your team grows, as your company evolves, you've got to ensure that your culture is growing with the times and while still staying true to who you are as an organization. So can you talk with Mm -hmm. me a little bit about that process? Yeah, well, I think it all comes down to communication, honestly, and having those transparent conversations with your team. That's really the part where you get to talk about what's working and what isn't within your team. And even with clients or stakeholders, um, that opportunity really presents itself when you really get to have some good one-on-one open conversations. But I think it's also imperative that you touch on research that you do within the industry and check on those updates. Um, It's also good to see what other companies are doing that has been successful. So I think that really is helpful as well. And then, of course, reevaluation while keeping your priorities at the forefront is key when it comes to this, I think. Yeah, what you said is key. I think the main thing is understanding who your team is Because Mm -hmm. if you're not creating a culture that suits the needs of your team, then your culture really isn't indicative of who you are as a company, because ultimately you're built up by the people that are on your team. Yeah, for sure. I agree. You said communication is paramount. Um, And that's absolutely true for keeping your culture at the forefront of your conversations among members of your team. But once you've built a strong culture, you really want to make sure that you're sharing that with your clients, with customers, in a way that feels authentic. So when you're working with clients, how do you endear our clients' clients to the company by talking about their brand and their culture? Mm -hmm. I think a good thing to have might be one key person who might be like your culture connoisseur, if you will, or maybe even a brand manager, just to kind of streamline that process of getting someone to share what your company is all about what they have to share with your clients and your clients clients and down the line but I think it's also important that you show your culture Um, I know a lot of times we kind of get caught up in telling people what it's about but we don't think about how we can show everyone that and I mean we live in a day and age where we have so many technological resources that can help us and assist us with this process that there's definitely a way that you can show your clients what you're all about and who you are through some kind some kind of resource for sure. Absolutely. 
And I think what you said about demonstrating your culture is key because um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like, sure, you can tell me, but I want you to show me. You talk about how great your company culture is, but if your employees are always tired or um, your team seems to be just worn out and exhausted, saying that you promote work-life balance is probably not 100% accurate. Uh, yeah. So demonstrating <laughs> the culture you talk about is lived out is going to be really important. Oh, for sure. And clients want to see that as well. They want to see your employees be happy and excited to be where they are and work and everything. So we talked about creating a culture that fits the needs of your employees and how that should be ever evolving. Um, But that requires a feedback loop or input from your customers, clients, and team members. How do you recommend collecting valid feedback so that you can enact on it as you're making revisions to your culture? Yeah, I think once again here is one-on-one meetings have been a great way of keeping that up and they've shown beneficial results. Even in my personal experience, just having one-on-one meetings with our directors each month has been a great way for me to learn not just about myself, but about Obsidian and how we want to function as a team and as a culture. So definitely keeping those at the forefront is a great way to do that. But also I've seen surveys could do just as good, um, whether they're online, on paper, in person, however you want to do it, just as long as you give people an outlet, I think to share their voice and voice their opinions is a great way for you to get any of that feedback and then enact it in everything that you do. That really segues into what I wanted to talk about next, which is it's really great to get feedback and to engage with culture when things feel really good. Um, Even great cultures are going to have tiny pain points and it's a really beautiful Mm -hmm. process when you can be at a point where you're not trying to rebuild your culture, but you're trying to refine it. Um, But the reality Mm -hmm. is even the best companies are going to have times of discontent, times where morale is low, when things are tough Mm -hmm. and when it's not as fun to go to work as it used to be. So when your culture stops working, how can you boost morale in the short term while you're working to rebuild? Yeah, I think here it doesn't have to be some kind of grand program all the time. Sometimes the smaller things do just as good and sometimes even better. Um, I know employee recognition is a great way for this. I mean, just as simple as a gold star of the week, who showed so much improvement over the week and who landed this or that in a major publication or something like that. Just something small like that to give that person the recognition they deserve for their great work is a good way for that. And also, I think, once again, offering a safe space for people to voice what they're thinking, how they can improve upon what's going on, what their issues are, that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's also a great way to give people a way to share discontent. And I think that's really important. Recognizing individual success is a, is a free, number one free, simple oh, yeah. way to just make somebody feel good about what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, critical evaluations are important. It's go- always going to be important to make sure that your team knows where they can improve. But recognizing where people are doing well is a really great way to help balance some of that hard feedback and encourage mm-hmm. people to Uh, build off their strengths to improve where they need to uh, make changes. So I agree. That's a really great way to, to try to boost morale. Oh yeah. And I think that applies to every level of work as well, not just an, a tenured person who's been there for over 10 years. It's just as good for the younger employees that you have as well, just to kind of start introducing that in the beginning. So they know that their hard work from the start is getting recognized. So when people think of company culture, I feel like a lot of times they think about incentives, benefits, or reward programs. 
So things like your health insurance policy, your benefits structure, your bonuses that you offer at the end of the year, um, different Mm -hmm. merit-based incentives. But some things are intangible, like ethical practices or fair wages. Um, And those things are kind of hard to talk about because you're not going to write a social media post that says, we pay our women an equal wage to our men. It doesn't really come across in the best way. Um, Mm -hmm. So how do you make sure that people understand that you're an ethical, good place to partner with or do business with without just tooting your own horn? Yeah, well, I think it's all about how you frame your messaging. That is a key part in it. And especially, like you said, you don't want to brag on yourself to everyone and be obnoxious about it. But it's all about the humble brag, I think. I think there's a fine line between the two where you can kind of throw that into your messaging and just make it feel like a wholesome, inclusive, great work culture where anyone can work and anyone can grow. And there's all of these kinds of incentives and programs and even like ethical practices as well. Like you said, that'd be a great way to do it. Um, Another way you could do is also kind of compare your new initiatives or incentives to your older ones. Um, There might be a great place, like maybe with pay raise amount, you could say like we recently implemented a company wide of X amount pay raise for all of our employees or something like that, kind of in internal documents. Um, I know a bunch of employees kind of share or employers share these with their employees, just kind of giving an overview of all of the incentives that they have. So maybe compare them across the years or since inception. That might also be a great way. And there's, and just kind of keep those internal documents updated um, from year to year. And I mean, put on there like last year, we didn't have this. Now we do. And along those lines, I think that'd be a great way to do so. Absolutely. And I love what you said about the humble brag, but ultimately, you know, some companies might shy away from putting these things out there, but consumers mm-hmm. more and more are looking to spend their money at businesses that are doing things that align with their personal beliefs. So I'll give you mm-hmm. an example. One thing that I've been thinking a lot about is reducing my waste and reducing my carbon footprint. And mm-hmm. um, I, I really believe that in that process, it's not about one person doing everything, but it's about everybody doing the small things that they can. Um, and Perfect, so one yeah. way, One way that I've been trying to do that is thinking about purchasing fewer clothes. And when I do purchase clothes, buying things that are made, um, number one, ethically, that use ethical Mm -hmm. manufacturing processes, and also that use fabrics that are natural and biodegradable. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not able to find these companies that do these things unless they put themselves out there as a company that does these things. So correct. It's not necessarily tooting your own horn, but it is part of your value add. Your culture is part of what makes you a valuable uh, business partner to people. So it is. Um, mm-hmm. putting that out there is important. Oh, yeah, it is, especially with these younger generations as well. I think that's been a big movement along what you were saying around carbon footprint and recycling companies have to do to help in that fight. So it's definitely there's a way to add that in without being obnoxious and annoying about it for sure. Absolutely. Well, Brittany, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Um, Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much for joining us for this final episode of our virtual season of Off the Rock on the Record. I really hope that you've enjoyed listening with us and learning along with us. Um, And I hope that your plans that you build out for the next year, five years, quarter, 
however long you're planning for, are adaptable and able to change because of what you've learned from this podcast series. This is Off the Rock, On the Record by Obsidian Public Relations, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Mm-hmm.